And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Jim Atwater, who during his near-death experience saw Jesus, and today we're going to learn about it. Jim, thank you for joining me and welcome. Hi, Jeff. How are you doing today? Great, and I'm happy to have you. Thank you. Happy to be here. Well, if you don't mind, let's just start on the day that your NDE started or happened and go from there. I was five years old as a little kid. Um, My mom would wake us up every morning to go to the babysitters. And this one particular morning, it was snowing really bad. Uh, It was like January 20-something. Around my grandmother's birthday, anyway. (laughs) And uh, anyway... um, so she gets us up and takes us to the babysitters. And as we're driving, it's snowing pretty bad. She got the car stuck in the driveway. And so we had to walk from the end of the driveway to my babysitter's house, which was like a really long driveway. And I remember like I was very, feeling very weak. And I kept falling into the snow. And my mom was like, I'm going to be late for work. Come on. And like she's like, grabbing me by the hand she's got my my little sister in her other arm and she's like wrestling three kids at the same time I don't know how she ever did it but anyway um we get to the babysitters and every morning it's like 5 30 or 6 o'clock in the morning she she would have us lay back down and go to sleep like on the couch or whatever for a couple hours but this particular morning I was not feeling like going to sleep me and my brother were like like arguing with each other and whatnot and so about like 7 30 she comes back out into the living room she's like you guys aren't going to go back to sleep are you don't so um so she took uh, and she goes well, what do you guys want for breakfast and i remember i told her i wanted some captain crunch or whatever and i i really i took like two bites of my cereal and i like got sick to my stomach and I ran to the bathroom and after I came back, I tried to eat a little more and I just, I just couldn't eat anything. So she's asked me if I was feeling all right. I told her no. She said, well, why don't you try laying down for a little while? And I laid down and almost instantly, I remember like I was sleeping and it didn't seem like a very long time after that. I heard my mom and my dad like yelling for me, Jimmy, Jimmy, are you awake? What's going on? Like, and I was laying there. I could not open my eyes and I couldn't speak or anything. I, but I could hear them and I was trying to like tell them, yeah, I can hear you. I'm here, but nothing was, I wasn't able to communicate at all. And then the next thing I remember, I'm like, my parents had one of those old, uh, um, like woody station wagons and I was sitting in the middle seat. This was before the bucket seats and everything. I was sitting in between them and I remember looking over and I saw my dad and I saw my mom and then I looked down and I remember seeing my, my, my red rubber, uh, boots that I had, they had a little clown on them. I remember like smiling to myself, like, well, at least I've got my boots. <laughs> I have no idea why that, but I remember seeing them. And then the next thing I remember, I'm laying in a bed 
And there's a nurse standing over me with like a cotton swab or something trying to like clean out my throat. And I started to gag. And then she goes, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, he's awake. And I remember looking over and my mom is sitting in a chair next to the bed where I'm at. And then I look up and I could see the TV was on. And um, do you remember back uh, in the 80s and stuff that when the TV would go off off the air and have that red, blue and yellow or whatever? I remember seeing that. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, my favorite my favorite uh, uh, show is on. I couldn't remember Romper Room or something like that on CBS or PBS kids or whatever. So I asked if I could watch Romper Room and my mom and the nurse just started laughing and like, I'm like, what's so funny, you know? And then my mom, like, she hugged me and she was crying. I couldn't understand what was going on. And she ran out of the room and then a uh, romper room came on. I started watching it and like probably about halfway through the show, my dad come running in and he gives me a hug and everything. And I was like, what is going on here? And, uh, and then it, all this memory started flashing back to me of what had happened. And like, I remember seeing, uh, like I was in this like really dark, like almost like a cave or like, like a black room or something. Everything was really dark. And I saw a man standing way out in the, out, like in the distance kind of, and he turns around and instantly I could see his face and I knew it was the man um, in the picture at the church that my dad had told me was Jesus. And Jesus started walking toward me and he reached out his hand and he reached down like, and he touched my forehead, like, like with his fingertips, I could feel his fingers, like almost penetrate my skull. It was, it was weird. And he reached through and I wasn't scared or anything. And I was just looking up and, and as he was doing that, he says to me, you're not done yet. And then he touched the back of my eyes and instantly I was in the room with the, with the nurse, uh, in the cotton swab and all that stuff. Um, and I, I just remember seeing his face. I can still, I mean, I'm 43 years old now. This was like 30 something years ago, 38 years ago. And I could still hear his voice. I could still hear, feel his, I, I don't, it's really hard to explain, but anyway, I could just still hear that. And I, I told my dad, you don't have to be a, you don't have to be upset anymore, dad. Jesus touched me behind my eyes and I'm going to be okay now. I, and that's what I told him. And I just, I don't know, um, for the longest time when I was growing up after that, I would, uh, my dad would tell this story to people and I would deny it uh, because like, I'm a little, I'm, I was like a teenager or whatnot. And like, I don't want people to know that kind of stuff. So I would, I would 
honestly, I would deny it. Oh, it never happened, Dad. You're, you're making up stories. I must have just had a dream or something. But I know for a fact that this happened to me. And I just wanted to tell the world, tell you. I mean, I've seen your podcast a lot on, on YouTube. And I've seen all these other people talking about it. like the world's got to know my story too. Thank you for sharing it with us. Since you're a musician, maybe you'll have a better ability to describe Jesus's voice. I don't know if I can really describe it. It wasn't really like, like a, it was. Was it a deep voice, a mid range pitch? A deep voice. It was, it was like an average male's voice, probably. I, I, it's really hard to explain. He he didn't have that deep baritone voice or anything like that. It wasn't like, oh, James, you're, you're going back to nothing like that. It was just a, like, I don't know. Did he have an accent? No, it was just regular. Like, uh, well, he sounded a lot like adults around my area, just is a regular t- talking person. Do you remember the color of his eyes? I remember it's just a deep, dark brown eyes. Like, like really, like you could like almost see the universe through his eyes. I was, I was in awe when I looked at him. I, I, I was in, like, I was just looking up because he's obviously, he was an adult. He's taller than me when, because I'm only five years old. And I remember just looking up. I remember the long hair. I remember he he looked like the Jesus in the picture of uh, in the pictures that they have, like at, like any church that you go to, like you'll see like that generic picture of like Jesus standing in the woods, like at a door or something. <laughs> it's it's like like a very common especially at the Methodist church that I go to, I've, I've gone to a couple different Methodist churches and like, I've, it seems like everybody has the same picture of Jesus. And now I don't know if that's exactly what Jesus looks like, but I know that that is what he appeared to me as, you know, like maybe he can take many forms. Obviously it says that he can in the Bible and take different forms right mm-hmm. i don't know i'm not a real bible like i i don't really follow the bible like a whole lot i do believe in god i know he exists i know jesus exists um because i've seen him but i don't know if that was exactly what he looks like that's just what he appeared to me as you know do you think that after seeing him, it has affected your religious faith in any way. Yes. Um, I I don't, like I said, I was only five. I didn't really have a whole lot of religious faith to go on when I was that mm-hmm. young. Um, I've come and gone from churches, like different churches. I'd go, I've been to like a couple different churches throughout my lifetime. Um I don't think it really affected my my religious beliefs. I know I believe in him. Do you remember any feeling of love or 
calmness or peace while being in his presence? Yeah. Um, well, like I said, it was a black room when I was in there. And I really, I, when I was, when I was first in there, excuse me, when I was first in there, I was very scared. I felt, I felt terrified and I was looking all around and all I saw was blackness everywhere. And then like out in the distance, I see this, this like silhouette of a person and then he turns around and instantly I felt relieved. I felt calm. Like there's somebody there that's going to help me, you know? So yeah, I felt, I felt a definite instant relief, instant calmness. Um, when he come up to me, I did, I did kind of, it kind of felt like a lot of love, like coming from him. Like it was like almost like an aura about him like he the closer he got the the more calm and more like okay i'm gonna be okay type feeling came over me do you think now looking back at your life that he affected your life in any way that caused some type of significant change he's gotten me through a bunch of stuff i mean uh there's been times where i've been like really down and i'll just remember what happened to me and like, you know, Jim, there's, there's probably a reason why Jesus like saved you. And, you know, have you discovered what that reason is? I haven't really, um, other than I think I'm supposed to tell people. And as of right now, I've only told a handful of people. I did, I did put a, a video on my YouTube page, like a couple of years ago. It only got like, like a hundred views or something, but like I, I feel like I needed to reach out to to you to let you know to let because you have a little bit more following than I do, obviously. Um, I, I think honestly, I think my my purpose is to let people know that there is a God and He wants us to succeed here on Earth. I don't know exactly how to explain it he just wants me to let people know he is real and i'm supposed to tell people that's that's what i've gotten so far it seems like these memories haven't faded over the years have they no not not even a little bit i mean honestly i could tell you like exactly what what my babysitter was wearing she 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 had these ugly uh, like fluffy white slippers on it kind of looked like bunny rabbits on her toes and so I could see I could remember my mom carrying my sister and I, what she said I can remember pretty much everything about that that whole entire day leading up to it and then afterwards and I mean I don't remember much about my stay in the hospital except for the fact that um like I was I was in there for 21 days um I didn't say, tell you this part though. Um, while I was in a coma, because I was in a coma for uh, almost 24 hours, while I was in the coma, I had a temperature of 105 degrees. And they had told my parents, both my parents, that, that your son's going fast 
you need to get with your clergy as soon as possible, say some prayers, you know, get things set started because your son is not going to make it. And um, then the doctor said, on the slim chance that he does make it, um, there's there's a 99% a chance that he's going to be mentally challenged. Or, no, not or, and he would never have children and he would never walk again. And I can walk. I have three biological kids of my own. I have three stepkids. Full house here. And um, I don't think I'm mentally challenged at all. I've, I work at uh, uh, Lockheed Martin as a, uh, that's a pretty intelligent job, I guess you might say. Um, so all those things, I guess he did kind of impacted my life that way. I'm assuming that you had this experience while you were in the coma. Is that correct? Correct. Do you feel like these are real memories and not just dream? It doesn't feel like a dream to me because like I remember like dreams have a certain like, I mean, I've had like, like super like, what are they called? Dreams uh, like, like lucid, lucid dream. Right. Yeah, I've had I've had some pretty lucid dreams before, but I could just this there was something different about this that just made me know that it was real. You know, um, well, said when I came out of the coma, I told my dad, everything's going to be OK. Jesus touched me. You know, so I'm going to be OK. Do you feel like those memories are just as real as you and I talking right now? Yep. Very real. Very real. Just like this. Do you recall that there was any absence of time during the experience? It only felt like a couple couple of minutes to me. But like I was in a coma for 24 hours. So like to me, it was only a couple of minutes. Basically, Jesus just telling me that I'm not done yet. After watching this podcast, people may want to reach out to you and ask you questions. Are you up for that? Sure, sure. What's the best way to reach you? Um, I mean, I would say through my YouTube channel, but that, that really is not a whole lot about anything. Um, they could probably reach me via email. And that's... Uh, do I have Yeah, sure, yeah, sure. What's your okay. email address? Yes, it's Mr. Bam one at yahoo.com. If you spell it out, um, M-I-S-T-E-R-B-A-M, and then the number one at yahoo.com. I don't know if you could leave a link to that or whatnot, too. I can put it in the description. Right. What about Facebook? Oh, yeah, I have Facebook. You can find me, James Atwater, on Facebook. Um I have a picture of a Buffalo Bill, uh, Buffalo Bills uh, logo on the back of my car type thing. But I, I, I frequently change my picture anyway, though. What is the name of your YouTube channel? Uh, the name of my YouTube channel is uh, Dope Noise. A noise with an, a Z instead of a S. And I have just a bunch of like 
me doing bass covers and whatnot. Um, I do have a couple of personal personal videos on there. I do have the one video where I told my story directly to my few followers that I do have. All right, Jim. Well, before we finish up, can you leave us with one last positive message? My positive message is that uh, that Jesus is real, and He wants people to know He's real, and just to come to the Lord. Jim, thank you for that message, and thank you for being my guest. Thank you for having me. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.